So if you have a thicker base, you roll it up, that base stays up, but you'll be able to stick it deeper, you know, the root, whatever's holding that in so it doesn't fall out when you get up there. Because it adheres to the base. I know this can be done. I know it can be I'm done. I'm sorry. My mind went somewhere dark when you talked yeah. about a thicker base and putting it in there further. Yeah. Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Host Hartley Wright and Kevin Bartolacci entertain one another and hopefully you too. I told you my mind's not right today. You mentioned you were on a fog. I'm, yeah. As we were talking off-cast. Yeah. Quick sidebar. I think off-cast can, I think I can trademark that because I listen to a lot of podcasts. I never hear anyone say off-cast. And I've always said off-cast you your from the beginning. That. And I think that could be trademarked. Yeah, I'm starting to use that phrase. Yeah. You're a trendsetter. I may not be an influencer in any other way. Get yeah. that TM going and register or whatever you got to do. You have, can, you have my blessing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sure our listeners are going to be pleased with that. And right. we're probably down to uh, two listeners again, if we have that, because we slowed down our publishing for a little bit because I had some things going on. You had mm-hmm. some things going on. My thought is we've lost listeners. I bet we have. Our listeners Given the fact loyal. that there are only six and there are six people who know us personally. Well, we always need something to cut. So this may be <laughs> something to cut. All right. Because I don't know where I was going with that, but... Well, you mentioned that we haven't recorded yeah. for a while, so let's talk about the chaos that we've had in our lives. Yeah, let's do that. At the end of May, Cordy and I went to see our son in upstate New York. My mother went into the hospital on May 24th. We left on May 26th. She was supposed to be in the hospital till the following Tuesday, which would have been the Tuesday after Memorial Day, due to some communication issues between the hospital and my father. She actually got discharged on that Sunday. Monday was a holiday. She was supposed to have hospice at the house to set up all the medical equipment. That didn't happen till Wednesday. It was a complete show. Undue stress on both my mother and my father, uh, not to mention my younger brother who lives near them and helps take care of her in her final days. So fast forward that she went on hospice and she passed away on Friday, June 16th. In case I haven't mentioned this, she's been fighting Parkinson's for years and she continued to decline. And this was the final phase of that. And she passed away at home with my dad, myself, and the hospice nurse in the room with her on her final breath. The ups and downs of watching that, going through that with them, watching your mother take her last breath was a little bit challenging. Mm -hmm. My brother Mike and I were the speakers at her funeral. I thought I was prepared. I thought I dealt with it. I, I literally cried for, I bet, every day for a week going into the funeral and couldn't get through it. Just a lot of emotions. They came out. Did a lot of crying. Felt mm-hmm. good. I've gotten a little bit better each day. We all grieve in our own unique way. We, we have felt quite fortunate that we've been surrounded by a community of faith. Lots of people reach out to us. You and Kelly have been and I'm not just saying this because we're broadcast partners, <laughs> but invaluable in helping us process what was happening, what has happened, anticipating what could happen in the future. Many people that we don't have time to list them all that either sent me cards, text, phone calls, showed up at the visitation. It was it was just comforting. It's that kind of comfort that you know you look for uh, when you're going through a crisis like this, and we we are convinced that it's just an end result of the time and energy that we have invested in these types of relationships, our own faith, 
So there's your payoff. My father was upset with me when we went to see Giovanni at the end of May. He was concerned that I would not be there when mom passed. So I was explaining to Giovanni, faith is a difficult concept. I said, think about what happened over the last month. We were going to come see you after I finished some 401k meetings at Midway USA, which is one of our clients, on the 14th of June. Courtney and I had looked at the calendar and said, well, I can leave on the 15th or any time after that. Why don't we plan on being in upstate New York for our anniversary, which was June 17th. Mm-hmm. Father's Day was June 18th. And Monday was June 19th, which was a federal holiday. So we had eyeballed that time period. It's like, that's when we'll go. But then Giovanni, who's uh, working in a new restaurant in Kingston, New York, their restaurant had a minor fire inside one of the walls. That was not caused by the restaurant, by the way. So there was just a, a electrical. electrical. The owner and his wife live above the restaurant. They caught it quick. So it didn't destroy it, didn't burn things down. They got it extinguished. But what was initially going to be closed for six days turned into three weeks. So Courtney and I talked. We're like, let's go see him now because he's off work. And usually when we go, we have to work around his work schedule. And he works a lot. So we went ahead and changed our plans. I felt like that was the right thing to do. Fast forward to June. Mom dies and we have her funeral in exactly the same time period that we would have left for New York. Right. That you would have been gone. Yeah. I was telling Johnny, look, I can't tell you for sure this was the way God planned it, but these are the facts. This is when we were going to go. You had this little fire. <laughs> Didn't destroy your restaurant. Just closed you for long enough for you to be off for us to change our plans. And therefore, I ended up at mother and father's home with my mom on the day she passed, which is the one thing my dad was concerned about when we left the first time. Right. So it all worked out in a way that you would say, wow. Where he was concerned that I was going to be gone when she passed, I turned out to be the only son who was there when she passed. Yeah. So that was how I tried to explain a little bit of what faith looks like to my son. You and I have had lots of conversations. You have, a, am sure, a perspective on this. Jump in there. You know, there is an expression, and this isn't a divine expression by any way, but timing is everything. Mm-hmm. I do think that colloquialism came as a result of God's timing because I don't think anyone listening would be surprised to hear me say that I think God is in control of all things. Certain things happen, like the fire in the restaurant, that just happened. There's some people out there who would say, oh yeah, that was everything. God orchestrated everything and did all that. No, the circumstances that happened just happened to play out in a way. God allowed you the pleasure and joy of taking a reprieve to be with your son during that time and with Courtney and having some time away to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. While that was going on, God just postponed the timing of her death. So faith is a mysterious thing. It's hard to understand. And some people look at things and say, this is just the way that it worked out. And this is just the way that it happened. And other people will say, oh, no, everything was orchestrated that way. And I can appreciate both perspectives. And I can say that there's also a will that happens in a person who is hanging on and then the final stages of life and yeah. the timing on her part, on your mom's part, up for whatever reason, but she just waited until a certain time. I think, I think God is very much a part of that. I can understand the skeptic that would say, that was just all coincidence. You're making the narrative fit what you right. believe. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not going to argue with you because I don't know. I'm not God. I can't say, nope, this is exactly how I planned it out. You'll have to help me remember who said this. One of the Christian authors said something about, look at where God's working and then join him there. Remember who that was? The book Experiencing God by Blackaby and King. There we go. Blackaby. Henry Blackaby. It comes from where Jesus says, my father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. And so that's kind of where they picked up on that. John chapter five. So is the fire God orchestrated? 
I have no idea. Was Giovanni's time off? God orchestrated? I don't know. I just know the way it turned out, and this is hard to say about your mother's death, it couldn't have worked out much better from my perspective. Right. And maybe that's just my mindset, the Holy Spirit working with inside me. Right. You mentioned the time away and the reprieve. So you get 18 to 19 hours in the car each way. That's a lot of time to process. And, and For each of you. Each of you getting yeah, the process. Yeah, I, I thought it was very helpful for us to process what we were feeling. And I just think that was one way God protected us from her imminent passing. It gave us a chance to go be with young people, to feel all that energy and that life, feed off of it, then to come back home, re-energize, to deal with her last two weeks. Well, Godspeed to you. Thank you. We'll continue to pray and be with you and help you walk through it. You've had a long grieving process. You know, you've been grieving in little ways the last couple of years. I'd say it's been a minimum of two years. Yeah. She was diagnosed seven years ago. The last two years as her function started to decline, both cognitively and physically, the grieving started for me. And even having that kind of head start just doesn't prepare you for that last right. moment when the nurse says she just passed. Well, it can't. But I do think that is a difference of being a person who embraces faith versus one who doesn't give it any thought. As you knew the time was coming to an end, you had that relationship with him and you had that understanding of her that it kind of helped you grieve at a pace that was less traumatic yeah, than yeah. others around you. And you were able to accept and be prepared for the very end uh, in a more secure way than those around you. Hey everyone, you know when Kevin and I aren't doing a podcast together, sometimes we just go out and lay out in the sun. And so if you're ready for some fun in the sun, do exactly what Kevin and I do. We don't go out without our oversized beach towels. Has everything to cover you at the beach, including swimming apparel, sunblock, scuba gear, flip-flops, and oversized beach towels made with shakeaway technology that makes sure you leave the beach at the beach. Before you drive to the cottage, stop by to start your summer off right. Hello, listener. It's Hartley. I'd like to talk to you about Burger. They've got new outdoor patio seating so you can enjoy best burgers in style. Made fresh to order and stacked with all your favorite toppings. They cook their burgers to medium rare perfection if that's what you like. If you like them well done, I, I don't understand that myself, but you can get them well done. If you order them medium rare, they don't bring them to you wearing a bell. If you want a medium rare, they'll cook them to your medium rare perfection so you get that classic, tender, smoky taste of summer every time. For a burger and shake in the sun, it's got to be burgers. Now with outdoor patio seating, come get your burger on. We got trivia now? Yeah, you want to do some trivia? Yeah, sure. Did you find some had challenging trivia? I found some challenging oh. trivia, and I've gone ahead and picked the topic for us. It's okay, just perfect. A topic. This is uh, odd words and expressions. I expect you to excel. I don't know. We'll really? see. All right. I haven't read the questions, but we'll see. All right. How many questions? Ten? Well, there are twelve. Twelve's great. Because everybody does ten. We're different. Let's start the quiz. Question one. In the early part of the 20th century, what was a geek? Someone born with a hunchback. Someone who bites the heads off chickens and snakes in a carnival sideshow. Someone who marries a first cousin but abstains from having children. A mentally challenged individual. A professor of the humanities. 
Someone born with a hunchback, I, I'm going to eliminate that. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. I think right. they had another derogatory term for that. A professor of the humanities, I don't know that they, they would be called a geek. No, I don't think so either. I'm leaning toward the carnival show. I'm going to agree with you. And we'll say someone who bites the heads off chickens and snakes in a carnival sideshow. Question two. Duck and Cover was a little jingle known by most school children in the 1950s in America. The pedagogical purpose was A. How to deal with schoolyard bullies B. How to do the twist C. What to do in case of a nuclear attack I'm going with that one. I don't even need to hear the other ones. I'm going nuclear. I'm going nuclear. Question three. What is podunk? A small... Isolated, trivial town, a flat, disc, disc-shaped disc cake, fried in fat and often served at country fairs, an ignorant, immoral, but strong individual, a marsupial indigenous to New Zealand. That it? That's it. Number one. Small, isolated, trivial town. I agree. Number four. Eli was prone to endless hours of wool gathering. And his grades reflected it. What is wool gathering? Is it thumb twiddling, doodling, daydreaming, gazing out the window, sleeping? Sleeping would be my guess. It could be, you know, it could be any of those last three, daydreaming, gazing out the window, sleeping. I just think because it's wool gathering, that's why I'm thinking sleep. That's... I thought so too. Yeah. It's daydreaming. Daydreaming. Yeah, so well, I said those last yeah. three could have been it. Yeah. yeah. Daydreaming. But wool gathering. Wool gathering. Daydreaming. I don't get the connection. Spinning. Counting sheep. Spinning. Well, that would be sleep. Sleep would be yeah. counting sheep. I guess daydreaming if is you're spinning, wool you, gathering. I yeah. Don't uh, I, I don't know. Clearly, we don't know that. Justine was tired of dating this kind of man. The charming, good-looking sort who eventually reveals himself to be a cloddish, unfeeling Lothario. What is a Lothario? Someone who is concerned primarily with career and money? A generally stupid person? Someone whose primary aim is to seduce women? Someone who has a very low emotional intelligence? Two in the middle kind of resonated with Generally stupid person. Or the seducer. I have to go with seducing women. Yeah, that's the one I was locked on. All right, so we're both. What is zeitgeist? Oh, man, this word comes up again. Every time I see this word, I have to look it up. The fashion trends of a decade. The overall economic outlook of a country. The political bent of a nation. The overall cultural, moral, and intellectual climate of an era. I like that one. Do you? Yeah. And we'll pick that because I can't remember. Amazing. The overall cultural, moral, and intellectual climate of an era. I'm a sociologist. Oh, that's true. It was amazing for me because I couldn't remember. (laughs) Zeitgeist seems to be my, I don't know what to call it. I'm sure any listeners we have have checked out. They like the easier quizzes. <laughs> That's right. They're like, I don't like this one. This is not even fun at all. They're busy. They're gonna be busy typing. Yeah, comments. they've 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 fast forwarded or they've just totally totally shut us off. Who would yell? Paint a bow wow red. And what is she or he referring to? 
waiter waitress asking the cook to prepare a hot dog with ketchup, a fireman yelling to unleash the hoses on a burning building, veterinarian asking the assistant to anesthetize an animal on the operating table, a jazz musician telling his band to improvise. Wow. Paint a Bow Wow Red. That's got to be a, hot dog with a server asking the cook to prepare a hot dog with ketchup. I like that. I like that, too. I, I like the jazz thing, but it didn't seem like it fit. Well, what else could it be? Well, Paint a dog red. Yeah, they euthanize one. That's just too insensitive. In ancient Greek, Eureka means Yahoo. I have found it. I'm going with that one. Hallelujah. What brilliance. Let's go. I have found it. In Germany, if townspeople call you Burgermeister, who are you? The local professor, the mayor, the village idiot, the town baker, the town doctor. Burgermeister? Yeah. I have no idea. What's frustrating to me is, and this is I took four B- years of B-U-R-G-E-R? German. B-U-R-G-U-R, like the American burger. burger. And then Meister, German Meister, which... I'm going to go with the mayor. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm to gonna, me. My, my logic is I'm breaking it down as master of the berg. Okay. Yes. Yes. Good job. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. What is a Pismire? Pismire. P-I-S-M-I-R-E. For the benefit of the listener, I have spelled it. A pungent drink of brine, garlic, and honey for curing colds. An ant, not your brother's sister, but an ant that crawls on the ground. An old woman with a fiery temper, an eccentric person, a small handbag made of sequins. All right, this will be one we'll pick two different ones. You pick one, and I'll, I'll okay. grab one of the other ones. I'll go with the eccentric person. I'm going to go with the pungent drink. Okay. It is an ant. Huh. It is an ant. And we we determined that was A-N-T. Ant. Yes, A-N-T. I'll be darned. What is a parasong? P-A-R-A-S-A-N-G. Yes, A-N-G. Okay. A lightweight umbrella used as a sunshade. That would be a parasail. Parasol. A small monkey that lives in the Amazon jungle. An ancient unit of distance. A loose garment worn by women of the Pacific Islands. (laughs) Huh. Parasong. Oh, actually, I think that's it. The last one? I think it is. That's what I would guess. Okay. It is an ancient unit of distance. Okay. Well, if it's going to be called Parasong, and I understand it's spelled S-A-N-G at the end, P-A-R-A-S-A-N-G, but if it's pronounced Parasong and it's going to be a unit of, if it's an ancient unit of distance, why shouldn't it be an ancient unit of music? Because it's Parasong. Yeah, that's that's bad. I tried to yeah, go that's with something stretching funny it. there. Yeah, that's... Last question. Yes. What color is chartreuse? Brilliant yellow green, vivid reddish purple, earthy orange, dark grayish blue. I gotta go with the reddish purple. I think it's I think it's a brilliant yellow green. That was my first one, then I changed it when you said the second one. So we'll uh we'll disagree on those. Okay. Courtney's going to kill me if I get this wrong. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Courtney's going to be upset. Yeah, it's the first one, It's a brilliant yellow-green. Darn it. Yeah. When you said that one, 
Okay, so when you first read the question, I was thinking some kind of red tone. And then you said the first answer. I was like, oh, I bet that's it. But then the next one was red. I'm like, no, stick with your gut. <laughs> My gut was wrong, people. Okay, so we answered correctly nine out of 12 questions. Does that make us brilliant? It's equivalent to 75%. Our grade is four stars out of five. Yeah. The average number of correct answers is five. We are And brilliant. we got nine. There's two um, of us. So yeah. <laughs> maybe we should have got 10. <laughs> We missed the last three. That's why it needed to be 10 questions. We couldn't focus long enough. Neither could our listener. That's right. Hello. Listener. Are you still there? Listener, are you there? We're, we're back. You can, you can join us again. Hey, let's talk about the Federal Reserve. All right. This will be a brief financial thing because there's not much going on. The Fed did not raise rates as we anticipated the last time we recorded. They did, however, suggest they might raise rates. Sometime in the future, in 2023, possibly twice. So if you're thinking, God, it's probably going to be 225 point. In their statement they released, they said something I appreciate. They said, we're just going to wait and see what the data says. And that's how we should all expect the Fed to behave. But in the, the markets, we get a lot of big institutional money that's out there trying to bet in advance and try to gain an advantage over everybody else. The problem is they're almost always wrong. So here we go again. So if you were... Thinking there might be a rate cut in late 23, I think you can safely put that expectation aside. That's where we're at. I saw some statistics this morning in an article I read that said, what happens when the market's down significantly one year and then halfway through the next year? If it's up more than 10%, what's likely to happen? There's going to be, depending on which metric you use, there's somewhere between an 80 and 90% chance that we will finish this year higher than we are right now. So it could be anywhere from, well, once again, this is the mistake our industry makes all the time. You cannot assume based on the last however many times this has happened that it's going to happen this year. Right. But I think it's safe to say with high confidence, you can expect the S&P to finish at where it's at or slightly higher would be what I would suggest to my clients. So we're not likely to have a disaster in the second half, but we could. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> There's no way for us to know. <laughs> How's that kind of advice? Yeah, that's is great. It any, yeah. Is it any wonder that I'm still in this business <laughs> with that kind of insight? Hi, listener. It's me, Hartley. One of the things we've talked about on Faith Finances and F-Bombs is that no true growth happens without a person having self-examination and self-awareness. And one of the tools that helps with that is to have a full knowledge of something called the Enneagram. The Enneagram is a model of human psychology and personality theory that's based on the idea that each person has a unique and innate personality structure or essence. Hey, that's something I've talked about on our podcast too. Kelly Wright and Damon Fontanelle host a great program called Enneagram U. It's a wonderful podcast. That's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M-U. Hey, listen, I'm getting nothing out of this, and my wife has no idea I'm even doing this. So just go check it out, but don't stay over there. Don't linger. Don't wear out your welcome. In fact, don't even feel welcome over there. Just listen to it, but be sure to come back to ours because, hey, we've only got five or six listeners, and so we'd hate to lose you. Check it out wherever you listen. Here's what aggravates me, my deodorant. I use, I am intrigued. Yeah. I have used a, a roll-on deodorant for years and years. You've got a full stick, stick of deodorant in this cartridge. You roll the deodorant up as you use it over the course of time. Mm -hmm. When it gets down to the end of the roll, I throw it away before it's completely out because I get irritated where you're down to the end. It's like I can't use that that aggravates me that there's not more deodorant there. Certain sticks, they just fall right out. 
You know, you push mm-hmm. it up and it falls right out. Yeah, I've seen that. And that is an irritation. I'm wanting it to be a longer cartridge that holds that stick of deodorant so that you could have a thicker base hmm. so that you're able to push a portion of that base out so that you are never. When you first get a stick of deodorant and you roll the first part mm-hmm. out, you've got it a little bit above the rim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've got it above the rim, so you're applying nothing but deodorant. No chance of anything. And it doesn't last that way to the end. That's, well, that's there you it. you go. You got there. Yeah, I did. Seems like it should be an easy fix. Yeah, it should be an easy fix. Hey, on our next podcast, I want to talk about uh, desire and creating space for God, because that's at the root and the heart of the faith side of this. And so, uh, listener, you can look. <laughs> hello. If you're, if you're awake, listener, Hello. Listener, but, but I just told you what you can look forward to on our next wool episode. Gathering. Yeah, listener, stop wool gathering. Next, stop it. Next episode, may God's comfort and care go with you. Thank you. And keep you in good memories of your mom. And may you uh, continue to grieve well and process. Thank you. Joe, and uh, for listeners, may God's comfort and peace be with you. There you go. And I think we'll just leave it at that. I love it. This podcast is for the purposes of education, information, and entertainment only, and is not a replacement for the professional services of a financial advisor, financial planner, spiritual clergy, spiritual counselor, or spiritual director. Any views or opinions provided by the podcast host and guest are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.